Yes, we do. Every single Saturday on these uh, airwaves. My name's Casey Steen, the voice of your valley. This is Citizen Watch on Percent's News Talk Station. 107.3 FM, 1480 AM, KYOS. Hey, come, come on! As humor said, Los Bayos. Los Baños. Atwater. Yes, we do. And all of the little communities up and down the 99. And we don't forget the West Side. Interstate 5. That's right. Over there on the West Side. The West Side's the best side. Used to be a guy, uh, Les Policy. Anybody remember Les Policy over there in Dos Bayos, Los Baños? I think they moved up to uh, Idaho, Oregon, I don't know, Montana, way just south of Canada, but uh, way north. I've got to do stuff here. What am I trying to do? Oh, boy, I'll tell you what. We have so many things going on. Here we are today, July, what is it, July 8th, 2023, Citizen Watch, uh, ZZ3. Gosh, I can't remember the prefix of the cards here. Hey, we are, here we are, uh, Saturday morning, new content. That's right, the 8 o'clock hour. Here we are. And uh, we have to get ready for the break. We have a special guest we're going to try to get on the phone here. Oh, I tell you, Dave Luna has a staff. You know, he gets everything set up. It sounds very professional. If you ever listen to Dave, uh, I don't know. We'll try that one. Anyway, that's uh, that's why it sounds so professional. And you get you get me <laughs> on a Saturday. That's right. The, the B squad. But you can listen to Dave tonight. Cruising with the big kahuna. What, five to six? It's about all the gas you can afford, about an hour, about 60, 60 minutes in the car there. But always a fun time with Dave, the big kahuna, playing the oldies. Uh, you can call in, uh, make a request, blah, blah, blah. Hey, let's get our special guest on the phone, because this this is a really technical thing here. All right, let me uh, let me do this. And then we got to go. I don't know if this guy's up. He sleeps a lot. Let's see, seven. Okay, boom, boom, boom. Anyway, he gives out his number a lot when you talk to him, but I don't want to front him off here on the phone because, you know, it's early on a Saturday and uh, the sun is just now rising. He's usually out there. Hey, is this uh, is this the supervisor for District 3, Merced County? Uh, yeah, yeah, yes, it is. Who's this? Well, this is, uh, we have a flood coming. No, I'm teasing. No, it's uh, a... <laughs> There's a big rainstorm coming, Darren. This is Darren McDaniel. Uh, good morning. Good morning. How are you? You got that morning voice on. I can tell you've been up for, uh, what, two, three minutes? I told you I was going to call. No, no. I've been up for a while now. That's nice of you. you got a little walk-in, and I'm getting ready to do my second cup of coffee. Are you? Well, I know you always post the uh, beautiful pictures of the canal bank. Looking into <laughs> the, uh, no, it's the sunrise. Beautiful. You know, a, a typical of our valley is just so beautiful. It's like that. I don't know if you've ever seen the MID calendar. They have those little calendars you can put in your cars, and and they have a guy, uh, you know, opening the gate on a canal. It's either sunrise or sunset. It's just an iconic well, image. Pictures of uh, where I take pictures of the trash, you know, whenever I'm mountain biking <laughs> on the on the canal banks. Well, no, I think the uh, I think the canal bank looks beautiful because it. Can it you, does. Can you imagine trying to build a conveyance like that now in today's? Uh, uh, regulatory environment, you know, putting dams up in the hills and, uh, you know, a billion miles, or, you know, hundreds of miles, thousands of I miles. I can't imagine building one. No. It, the fact it's, that it took us five years to get a permit to clean the canal. <laughs> you know, the last time we had you on the air, we talked about that and your success 
uh, exerting a little pressure. And, uh, you know, suddenly it's uh, it's amazing how things just uh, uh, come to fruition. And, and I appreciate you coming on today. Of course, it's the news is, is growing, growing out there. And you were uh, nice enough to come in yesterday uh, to Community Conversations. Actually, today. With a check in hand. Yeah, I should say today because uh, that, that episode aired prior to to uh, you being on here with me and uh, again we appreciate you coming in and and uh, that was a big check you know you see these these big cardboard checks and and you wonder is it real you know like publishers clearing five thousand ten thousand yeah they come running up to the door and the balloons and you know you got this but this one here was uh, well you say the amount 49.6 million and i keep saying it's closer to 50 than the 49 a million yeah no i always like to say 49 million, million yes. six hundred thousand because Six hundred thousand in itself is a tremendous amount of money, and you put a forty-nine yeah. million, you know, uh, over. Uh, well, I don't know what the math. My math is horrible, but that's at least you know fifty, sixty times more than six million. It's just crazy, uh, right. a, an amount of, of money, and it is for the Castle Commerce Center rail, rail district. Rail district, Correct. and and talk just a little. This was something that was created. Uh, or I don't know if it was created. I mean, there's always been railroad tracks out there at the county. As is there's it. always been a railroad spur, and we've always had customers out there uh, from the lumber yard to um, natural gas uh, and, and other other folks out there with um, that had rail service that was provided by uh, Burlington Northern. And, you know, uh, Lloyd and I are both on the ad hoc committee for Castle, and we were hearing a lot of issues coming from our agricultural sector, not only the ag products, but ag manufacturing, and just trying to get products to the ports. And as you know, if you're on the 405 and for the Port of L.A., or whether you're trying to get up into Oakland, mm-hmm. down into the Port of Oakland, um, these poor truck drivers, I mean, it's, it's just a backlog uh, to get in there, and they're not able to get home and be home with their families. And, so we, we were getting a lot of calls on that, and so we were exploring uh, how, how can we fix that? How can we help out our local farmers and local economy in trying to get those goods to market? And um, so, you know, it took, well, I've been in office now for nine years, and we've actually had it up and running for almost two years now. Um, you know, securing the, you've seen the, the train engine out there mm-hmm. and a whole lot more train cars and everybody's, con- you know, s- we're scared about the traffic that we might create and and everything. But if you look out there at Castle right now, you're going to see a whole lot of train cars. And so this um, $49.6 million is going to help us expand uh, the track and the infrastructure that we need out there to continue to um um, help out our local economy and getting getting their products to market. Yeah, I was curious as to uh, what the money was going to be used for. And uh, one of the releases says facilitating the development of seventy acres at Castle to support uh, pre pre-ship, shipment processing and intermodal cross docking for Central Valley agricultural producers. And intermodal means going from like rail to train to eventually who knows airship whatever air right? freight yes yeah. yes and that was the component that um that we hung on mm-hmm. um we're always trying to build up on the air side mm-hmm. of the of castle 
And uh, that's a continuous conversation where we've had it with Cal Fire. We want them to bring their air fleet in. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, I mean, and, and, and government, we can only do so much. Right now, exactly. And, and so with Cal Fire being a government entity, that's one that we can communicate with. And that's where RCRC, my, my, my um, membership with RCRC and sitting on that board uh, comes in because we talk with Cal Fire at the state level a lot. Right. But... Um, but no, this opens up. Um, we have a full plan. This will be able to open up the airway for air freight, and it is a true intermodal um, uh, opportunity here in the Central Valley, where no other valley um, uh, setup or concept has the same same type of um, setup that we do. Right. Well, it's nice to hear. You know that we've included the air portion. You know, the longest runway on the west coast i don't know if we still hold that record but uh, it's you know it's quite an asset and, one of them one yeah. of them in the whole western united states yeah and, and people are the largest and you know they're you know the guy that sells gas out there has always been a you know vocal uh, proponent but it uh, doesn't mean you can't do other things also and uh, you know would include that air component eventually so you have to be open to to this kind of development and the 70 acres i assume doesn't take up any runway or uh impact of flight operations or anything no, like no, that. No, not at all. If anything, it's going to improve and expand on that. Yeah, and the, this cross-docking, uh, again, moving from one side to the other, the other thing it says is providing cost-effective direct rail service for shippers. Now, this would be, you know, loading it on the car, going to its final wherever, I would imagine, and then expanding the railway to a new staging and container laydown area to support the cross-docking and processing. Now, the staging and container laydown area. I imagine this is where they uh, just what it says. You 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 yep. put them there until they're ready to go to another location, right? Correct. And Correct. S- and so there will be yeah. some. Con- and so there, so it's gonna it's gonna be warehousing opportunity. It's 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 just it, it's a whole industry that's actually already kickstarted out there. Uh-huh. But this will just allow it to expand it even more, even more. Right. I think I'd mentioned that we have one of our since we had Patriot Rail out there, it's expanded the businesses that are already receiving train cars. Mm-hmm. And we have, we've actually have one of our business out there who have reported back to us, they've quadrupled their sales since they've had the availability of product to get to them from rail. Oh no, it's a, it's a tremendous, uh, when you ship, especially big, heavy stuff, it's like, uh, I believe the crane manufacturer out there is Oh yeah, where he's situated. That was one of the concerns as you build these, uh, you know, multi-ton devices and uh, even trucking or anything to get them from A to B uh, locations. Everything, and we have the greatest location in the Central Valley, mm-hmm. like you say, close to Oakland. We have an agreement right now. I believe it's still in effect. I don't know if it's been uh, extended. Yes, with yes, the- yes. In fact, a portion of that money we received came from a portion of what they had won in the grant process. Yeah, and then the uh, so it included us. One of their winners included us in their in the in the whole scheme of things. No, that was interesting. You were talking about, um, and we're getting close to the end of the first segment. We were, you were talking about uh, the presentation. Talk a little bit about that. What happened in Oakland? Oh yeah, that was fun. Um, uh, Tokes Emishikin, uh, who is the director or the secretary of the California CalSTA, California State Transportation. Uh, authority, and uh, we've gotten to know him, and that's another, you know, it's good when we're on CSAC and RCRC and being a part of those where we can actually have face-to-face conversations with him. Um, he and I are both tall. I think he might have about an inch on me, 
and we were excited to be when we did the group photo. He and I got to stand in the front, That's and cool. uh, we both joked about that because usually we're in the back row because we're a little taller than everybody else. Mm-hmm. But um, no, yeah, it was it was everybody who received something was a port, and it was just very interesting that. And then whenever they say, and then Merced County, yeah. And I remember looking back at um, uh, my colleague. Uh, Supervisor Pereira mm-hmm. and uh, everybody else that was there, uh, Mark Mark Mims, Mark Hendrickson, and uh, our CEO Raul was there. And I look back at them. I go, "Well, everybody's a port except for us." I I think we need to start calling it the uh, Port of Castle. Yeah, well, and Lloyd didn't miss a beat. And he says, "No, we're the port of all ports." The port of all ports. Well, God bless his heart out there in River Valley, and you know the Merced River. Uh, people may, you know, the, the history. They they used to float stuff down the river all the way from Sacramento. Yes, yeah. And uh, when you when you hear of crows landing and some of these quote landings, well, that that's just what it was for uh, the river exactly. traffic. And uh, even over there on the west side, the uh, San Joaquin had uh, the way those rivers are flowing right now. Though I don't think you could paddle up the river. <laughs> <laughs> no. And uh, you know, with the flood control and the irrigation use, the water doesn't flow like it used to. But uh, yeah, tr- river travel, that sort of thing. So we talk about a port, but it means so many more things. The last thing that was on the lit, boy, we're getting out of time, was evaluating engineering and planning for further expansion on existing land within the Castle Commerce Center. We're gonna. Talk to Darren a little bit more if he has the time. Do you have the time to uh, stick I with do. I oh, do. I do. That's, that's good. Hold on here. We got to. Dave Luna has somebody to do everything and get some coffee every morning. <laughs> Friday has a little breakfast bar. Hey, we're here with uh, Dayron McDaniel. And I always say it that way because I used to spell it with two R's all the time, but it's D A R O N. McDaniel, no S, no. I used to do that too. Just me, just me, just me. I used to butcher the names. Nine years in office, man, uh, that's amazing. And I understand Scotty Silvera is the uh, chairman this year. So, uh, but you still, you still got the seniority, my friends. I have the seniority. Yeah, the seniority. Hey, we're going to be right back after these brief commercial messages with some more uh, information about Castle and some other things going on in the county. Hang on. Just a minute. My name's Casey Steed, the voice of your valley on Merced's News Talk Station 107.3 FM, 1480 AM KYOS. Having a record year. I probably don't need another cup of coffee. <laughs> so <laughs> you're leaving, left me going crazy. I'm counting on a needle to save me. I'll drop it in the groove. Hey, here we are, Saturday morning, down in a spiral. July 8th, 2023. Can you believe that, uh, I gotta get the right spot here, the right button. Oh, can you believe it's halfway through the year already? It's just unbelievable. We had to do our FCC quarterly report. I got it in in record time. Talking about having a record year, they needed it at two in the afternoon at 155. It was uh, in the hands of who needed it. Again, a record time and a record year, and it's a record a year how fast this uh, year is going. And uh, this segment of Citizen Watch, for that matter, because we have with us Darren McDaniel, Supervisor District 3. Now, for you folks here in uh, the city of Merced, yes, he's your supervisor. And uh, we promise to get him on 
when we can. I tease him a little bit about that because he's, you know, you're very good about going to Atwater and uh, talk about, I've always told you, you'd be much more welcomed sometimes <laughs> at the city of, uh, at the city of Merced, but I don't know. They, they, uh, they really like you over there and you, you always have a lot of good information. I actually play some of it, some of your presentations uh, when you bring folks from the county, I think you did one on green waste. I know you did one with uh, Lamelli and Mark Hendrickson on uh, something. Maybe it was Castle. Right, elections. Elections, okay. yeah. That boy, don't, don't, let's not bring that one up. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, it, uh, it was a uh, uh, really, really great news. $49.6 million grant to enhance Castle Commerce Center. And, folks, this is a real... And that's a record. I think that's the largest grant that we've ever received in uh, Merced County. Well, and, and considering, you know, it was an inlet, uh, a port grant, uh, again, this was uh, part of uh, the governor's effort uh, after the supply chain debacle uh, right. through, the, through the COVID situation. You know, you couldn't unload the ships. Remember, they were all sitting out there in the harbor in Long Beach and guys were well, held. Think about it. We were working on this six years prior to COVID. Oh, no. I remember. Hey, you know. We had already identified a port problem. So <laughs> I remember the uh, picture in the boat, the dinghy. Out there in the uh, you and I forget who was oh, else. Yeah. You guys were out there in the dinghy and the uh, that was Jim Brown. Yeah, in the pay in the, in the bay of uh, of L.A. or something. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. The big ships, but no, it was it was uh, it was. Uh, you know, you have to have that symbolism, folks, and uh, you know, really. Uh, this, so this get is this, a little story about that behind that picture. It was raining that day. Yes. The, the weather was terrible. We're actually trying to get back to the airport mm-hmm. to catch our plane. Yes. And we're with the port of L.A. folks. Yes. In their van, and the van breaks down <laughs> on the 405. <laughs> yeah, if anybody's, I've, I lived in San Diego for about thirty years, and I'll tell you that that traffic is just Ugh. unbelievable. And the port of LA, the port of Long Beach, the port of Oakland is just unbelievable. The amount, I mean, it's you know that's why one of California's economy is what it is, and to be able to tap into that, especially with what we do best, my friends, which is agriculture. And we've had a lot of, we've had a lot, you remember Lynn Davis, I mean, when he was in charge of that area, he went over. My predecessor. Predecessor, yep. yeah, boy, it's been Mike that. Nelson before him. Was Lynn, you were right after Lynn? Yes. Man, that's, it seems like Lynn was so long ago. Uh, you know, he, he was in there, and uh, I know he mentioned, he, he met with, uh, I think, uh, some uh, overseas, uh, some Chinese uh, people about certain things, and we've always... About shipping? Yeah, it shipping. was all about shipping. But, you know, talk a little bit about, because, you know, this is a, this is a coup. I mean, whenever you can get $49.6 million, and this is a real check, folks. When you see this check, this isn't one of these, hey, you know, uh, 38 years from now, it'll, you know, it'll be good. No, this is, this is money, cash on the barrel head. Uh, this is yeah. what it's going to do, and hopefully will uh, foment, as uh, Supervisor McDaniel said, uh, some some real maybe some uh, vertical uh, expansion. Uh, this is a lot of uh, you know new rail uh, lay down area, which you're talking big concrete staging areas, uh, that sort of right. thing. The containers are really the structures at this point, but uh, you you envisioned uh, possibly some warehousing, maybe uh, folks coming in invest. Are we are we talking private investment at that point? Yes, absolutely. This is a this is true public private um, partnership. Partnerships. Yes, uh, it's uh, it's. Uh, I get a little nervous when the government starts throwing their money into it, but mm-hmm. we have a lot of folks that have inquired to help build this out. And when we we said that you know we're after a grant right now, we're wanting to put into infrastructure, they said even better. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so they they see the opportunity. Um, 
I think one of our biggest challenges now, because we know we can get the uh, ocean crates out. Mm-hmm. Uh, we know we have the product that we ship. We currently, sh- I think we shipped to, what, 67 different countries wow. with our agricultural products right now, or 72 different countries. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so that's what's leaving Merced County. We know we can get that out of here. Mm-hmm. It's, um, now we're working with a lot of our uh, distribution centers and our, uh, well, it's up to our transloaders. You know, we're letting the private sector figure that out, but it's getting product into Merced County as well, or for the whole region. Mm-hmm. So it's good to get the shipping containers back, but you got to get a reason to bring them back in the town to save the cost for, for our ag guys. And so that that's what this is going to really open up. Right. Well, it takes a lot of money. And that brings your shipping costs way down. No, it, it, it should. And, and uh, for folks that are concerned about, you know, going down Santa Fe, didn't you say that there's been uh, some accommodations that way also? Yeah, actually, yeah. So we're in full operation right now. I mean, of course, it's a smaller level at this point, but it, there's no impact unless you're going through there at one o'clock in the morning. Mm-hmm. So it, it's been when there is no traffic on Santa Fe. That's whenever we're moving train cars mm-hmm. and we're, we're still trying to keep that model going so during whenever you're late for work like i am a lot of times for a meeting in merced right and i hit that santa fe and uh, using that as an expressway you know me and the sheriff mm-hmm. uh, i passed him a few times he catches up with me and tells me to slow down <laughs> i was gonna say you better not pass him too much <laughs> very good at uh, rolling down his window and tipping his hat at me mm-hmm. and uh but no so this should not impact that at all and plus you know we already have a full funded um Atwater Merced Expressway. The funding plan is in place. Right. Um, we're held up with EPA right now. Yeah. yeah who, who could imagine that? No. And uh, but that's moving along real slowly because last time when I was in Washington D.C., um, they wouldn't let me meet with EPA because I can tend to be a little aggressive with our government agencies, being having a little experience at it. Mm-hmm. And so when I when they asked me not to meet. With the EPA meeting, I got it. <laughs> yeah. We're, we're moving smooth, so they didn't need me to say anything. Yeah, yeah, sometimes. So as soon as we get that, I mean, we're going to have an overpass right. anyway over Santa Fe, and that's just going to open up all of North Merced. In fact, Mayor Serrato and I were talking on the phone when he called me to congratulate me on the on that. He's looking forward to AME opening up, and it's just it's, it's just all good, you know. The tide, the tide rises all boats. Yeah, no, it does. It is a uh, it is a rising tide, uh, you know, city on the rise, county on the rise, if you will, uh, effort here in in Merced. I know that uh, uh, Scotty Silvera, the district, uh, was have five out there. I guess yeah, west side, west side, west side, the best side. He he expressed the frustration before on uh, environmental concerns, just trying to get a bridge uh, replaced over some road. I remember years ago, and it's just a... Right. Well, I've always, got Quinley Bridge right now. We've been sitting on for almost nine years. And we can't, <laughs> nine years. can't get it through. Isn't that uh, crazy? Well, in, the, in the old days, uh, they would have had a you know an old railroad flat car or something across there. I mean, anything to get across. Why would you stop uh, oh, commerce exactly. for nine years? Well, again, this is really, really good news, and uh, I'm, I'm so happy to hear it. The expansion... Uh, rail expansion district expect to be complete by mid 2028, which will uh, be here before you know it, my friends. As I said, oh, yeah. we're already halfway through 2023, and uh, again, it's it's going to be. Uh, and, and that doesn't mean this is the end of the investment. You know, usually when these things come, they don't forget where they put no, the, the money. No, private investment follows for sure. Yeah, yeah, and that's and that's really what that's about because uh, we need to get the growers to uh, start uh, shipping things out and, and a rail spur and place to lay this stuff down is important and again we're not forgetting the uh, air doesn't mean that this couldn't take off just the opposite direction and things start flying out there hey let's talk a little bit about 
some of the other things that's uh, going on here. Uh, when you were at the uh, Merced City, or the, excuse me, the Atwater City Council meeting a few months ago, you had brought with you the what I thought was the Economic Development Director, uh, Mark Hendrickson, and he introduced himself as the Assistant Merced County Executive Officer. Correct. And, yeah, now, he got a promotion. Now, is this a new position? And I'm not trying to, you know, just asking, is this a new position, or is this something that well, was... So it was something when, when Jim Brown, uh, his last couple years in office, we, we restructured the management end to... Um, because Jim Brown was doing everything. Oh, I know. Literally, he did everything. And he was a good and we CEO. To get some positions up underneath him to where he could delegate some of that authority, and and you know, basically Jim Brown couldn't be everywhere, right? Although he was. <laughs> no, I understand. No, he was a great. He was a great uh, county CEO. He took the hitch. You know, he was there for many years. Came up through the ranks, right. and you know, he did the same thing at the city of Merced. They made a deputy city manager, Frank Quintero. So, I, I was right. just wondering if this was a position that had just been unfilled. No, so or David Marioni mm-hmm. was, was in that position before. So okay. when we first set it up, we had Marcy Barrera and David Marioni as the assistants, sure. and it was part of the the flow, the workflow. Mm-hmm. And um, oh, there goes my. The clock that my grandfather built. Hey, that's I'm great. Donging right now. Well, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> so, so no. So Mark uh, David Marioni took a position uh, over closer to the coast, yeah. and um, he's actually the acting city manager over there now. I'll be done but done. so you know, good for him. Yeah. You know, it, it always. What I've learned in government is you never really lose anybody. Right. When somebody goes somewhere else, you gain your network. No, and I w- it just makes you stronger as a as an authority. No, and so- but Mark Henderson yeah. uh, went through the interview process, and I tell you what, I've never seen him happier. Sure, I've never seen him busier. Mm-hmm. And when he's out of breath and stops by my office on the third floor, I like it when he goes, "Oh my god, yeah, I can't believe how much stuff you guys do up here." Yeah, it <laughs> is. It is. I'm uh- like, welcome, welcome to the third floor. I think you've uh, people have akin it to drinking from a fire hydrant. So it's uh, very, 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 very yeah. busy. Well, tell us just because we just have a couple of minutes left in this segment. What's happening in economic? You know, that would beg the question. If he's leaving economic development, what's happening over there with uh, you know ED one stop all of that? Is that uh, who's who's who's? Yeah. So Steve Maxey, okay. um, who was our director of planning, that name did sound uh, went familiar. Off to the private sector for a little while. Uh-huh. We've hired him back, uh-huh. and now he is in Mark's old position. Mark Mims, who's doing a fantastic job, uh, he oversees Castle Economic Development. Mm-hmm. And what I like most about Mark, Mark comes from a you know private sector background. Yeah. So. He has that, and now you know with with Steve Maxey with a little he's got his private um, private industry background now. Right. Um, our economic development and planning at one stop shop is uh, it, it's it's rolling. Well, that's good. Make it better. Well, you know, and, uh, I think this, we, we have the right team in place right now. Things are going so good. The problem is when you got so many good guys, you got to watch out. Everybody's trying to steal them. Well, and that's and that's the problem. You know, it's like assembling the uh, you know the winning team. You know, next year everybody they all go and you know because they're they're worth so much, and we need to keep them here because that's been a I won't say a perennial problem, but it's been it's been one that you know surfaces once in a while, and we've tried different things. You know, the one stop was an answer. Uh, to cons- right. to concerns about time and delay, or you know, just Correct. you know the slow glacial pace of government, and uh, you know to do what we can do locally, 
within our powers. Like you said, said nine years to build a bridge. I'm sure right. if we if that was a local process, we could bridge, if, build well, bridge. yeah, just to fix one. If we could all sit in a room together, I can't believe it would take nine years of meetings. I think we'd get tired of meetings right. and want to resolve it. But it's not the right. way things work. And so I, I, I'm glad to hear that we still have a, a, a progressive leadership over there at the helm of economic development. Because I haven't heard of any problems, but you don't want to go backwards. No, 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 no. Exactly. And, you know, and it was Mark Henderson did such a good job. It, it was doing well. People could take knocks, but what we learned is we we get so many inquiries, right. so many people coming to us. Mm-hmm. If you would get up, and at first, I think, this was before I was at the county, you'd hear about it all the time. They right. would publicize it. Well, then everybody just gets numb because nothing really works out. So we've been very selective on which ones we're going to share. Right. We're, we're, we're sharing the ones that we know who, you know, show me the money, the ones who have a project, the ones who are really ready to step up and have the backing, yeah. that's the ones we're starting to share with the public now. Because yeah. it, it just, you just get numb, it, it, you know. Well, no, we've had some... Everybody mis- keeps saying, oh, they're coming, they're coming, and then it never happens. Well, it doesn't. We've had some, you know, there were some folks out there that kind of led us down the path, and, uh, you know, we... Right. Gave them a lot of our uh, attention, and it's hard to know. You know, the, I mean, look at Bitwise. What's happening with those folks now? Hey, we got to get out of town here. We got to get out of this segment. We'll we'll talk about that afterward. I mean, put you on the spot with Bitwise, but we've had our city of Merced. You know, I didn't know they had. Uh, Geez, I don't know, seven, ten jobs over there. Maybe it was 70. It was amazing. Hey, here we are, the uh, end of the second segment of Citizen Watch, Saturday morning, July 8th, 2023. My name's Casey Steed with Darren McDaniel, District 3 Supervisor, County of Merced, the Merced's News Talk Station. 107.3 FM, 1480 AM, KYOS. We'll be right back. For my record year, <laughs> I hear the train come, it's rolling around the bend, and I ain't seen the sunshine since I don't know when, I'm stuck in Folsom Prison, and time keeps dragging on. Actually, it's the Outwater Penitentiary, Darren and I were joking about. Yes. But that train keeps rolling. Let's hope so. On down to San Antonio. From Merced, California, that's right. When I was just a baby. Yes. My mama told When Luna was just a baby. Boy, that was a long time ago. Hey, here we are, Saturday morning, third and final segment, Citizen Watch. My name's, uh, I don't know if I gave this late. My name's Casey Steed. The voice of your valley on Merced's news talk station, 107.3 FM, 1480 AM, KYOS. It's July 8th, 2023. And uh, we're here with Darren McDaniel, the uh, supervisor, District 3. There's five of them. Darren's been over there nine years. And uh, before that, the the uh, long-tenure guy was... Uh, who, was the, who was the long-tenure guy over there, Scott? Jerry O'Banion. Jerry O'Banion, uh, a long-time supervisor. Don't think and, of him often. Yeah, I know that. Uh, I know he passed a lot, a lot of wisdom he to you. He was a mentor, and, yes. Yeah, very, very, uh, he was a quiet man, but he got a lot done and uh, left a big mark on this county. And Darren's doing and that. If you understand, District 3 mm-hmm. is the heart of Merced County. Well, you can I, just feel the economic pulse. <laughs> 
uh, Scotty listening. Now, I know that uh, you're very uh, sincere when you say that, and and you're not territorial at all. But uh, yes, District Three, all. District Three is uh, doing good. What are you doing, Lloyd, and the others? No, anyway, I, I get it. Hey, you <laughs> well, know, I Scotty's wanted... always got the West Side, the best side. Oh, so I know, and they want an airport. I worked hard to come up with that one. They want an airport and all that stuff. Yeah, the hub of economic activity. You just feel it. You just feel the, the pulse. Home. You can feel the pulse. You just feel it's the, the heart of Merced County. It is the heart of Merced County. I'm trying to get your level. You come in hot there. Okay, let's uh, let's let's talk a little well, bit. I get of, excited. No, I no, 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 no. I, I'm not complaining. I just I got to do everything. Luna, he has a complete engineering staff, but I don't. And uh, I got to make sure that uh, we don't blow out the speakers here when when we replay this. But uh, let me ask you seriously. Uh, yeah. To get this forty-nine point six million dollars, that doesn't happen in a vacuum. You don't. You know, they just don't. You know, hey, where's Merced? Where's that? And uh, I'm sure we had people help us. And it seems as if we've had you know some. Uh, some efforts out there in the past. We've spent money on uh, yep. on, on consultants, if you will. And I'm yep. always very, uh, you know, hey, you get what you pay for sometimes, and sometimes you don't. And you you hope for the best. You, you know, they always come, and it's a, you know, we're going to do this, we're going to do that. They put out some drawings, they they put out some ideas. You know, uh, I mean, we've all got, but you know, the rubber needs to hit the road, like we have with the automotive tech center, with some right. of the uh, tenants we have now, Big Creek Lumber, of course, the tarmac just taking off, and now this rail facility. But talk a little bit about the uh, the people that helped us get this forty nine point six million dollars. Was, was it the same group that's been with us all along? Uh, I, no, 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 no. Um, we we had a group there before, and uh, they did a good job of um, doing a study to see what the economic viability is within the region and what what we really need. Mm-hmm. And or not not what we need, what's going on around us, mm-hmm. you know, trying to get us to open up our eyes to see if there's anything different out there. And uh, one of the ideas that they did come up with is, you know, one thing when I got into office, the first thing when Mark and I were talking about Castle, one of the first things I said, let's just pick one thing and be the very best at it go all out and be the best. And we knew we had Waymo right. out there, which was actually the Google, the little the little egg car. Right. And they were thriving and moving. And we saw that industry just really taking off and and that was kind of where I saw our sites going. Mm-hmm. And I felt like we needed to focus on that because that was definitely the future and it was going to be a long term building block. And that's um, basically what our consultant had uh, mentioned to us. So consultants are good at consulting. Mm-hmm. And what you got to do is you got to close that deal. And um, and as long as consultants are consulting, they're making money. That's right. Yes, they do. And so you got to have an end date or, you know, and, I, and I, I remember when I came on the board and we had the consultant on, I always wanted to tie in um, benchmarks. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't want them just to get a retainer mm-hmm. every month. They get this amount of money. This month, you know, for two years, they just get the same amount all the way. All right. No, we need a benchmark. You need to achieve this. You mm-hmm. need to achieve that. And then you get paid. Then you get paid. Yeah, because and these I were... can remember sitting in my office. I had my four colleagues on the board at that time, who are all four different than who I have right now, who are going to vote for this consultant contract mm-hmm. for Castle in my district. And yet I wasn't happy with it. We were in my office up until we walked out into the boardroom. And I was like, I can't vote on it. And it was a tough vote for me because 
I was going to get outvoted for my district, for my colleagues. They believed in it. Mm-hmm. But I just had a hard time without a benchmark. And we tied those benchmarks in it right before we walked out, and I was able to vote for it. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, moving forward, um, we're starting to see a return on investment in our, because we're holding our consultants to the, to the value of the contract. Well, and we have a new consultant since that one, and they were instrumental yeah. in, in helping with this, weren't they? Oh, they are instrumental with TRC. Uh, we had a different consultant for this, for that one. Mm-hmm. So we're getting very specific on the consultants, their expertise. So the consultant that helped bring this one home, this was their expertise. Good. Uh, rail, they knew Calsta, they knew, they knew every angle of what we were trying to do. They knew the air quality issues into it. Mm-hmm. They knew the airport. They knew... And they were able to tie that all in in a sweet little package with our input. I mean, it was hand-to-hand working with these folks to get this done. We, we brought in our workforce development angle on it as well. Um, Eric Serrato over there, our director of workforce development, does a fantastic, that's another one, mm-hmm. a fantastic job. We um, recruited him out of uh, Long Beach, the mm-hmm. city of Long Beach. And he's actually a Modesto boy, grew up in Modesto. Mm-hmm. And uh, wanted to get closer uh, to his mom and dad. Mm-hmm. So um, he re- relocated up here and he actually did workforce development for the ports. Yeah. You see a little method in our madness. No, that's, that's great. Well, we're I, being a lot more focused on the people that we're trying to get in the right places. Well, that's what it takes. You know, it's, it's all uh, personalities and, and getting, uh, you know, the, uh, the, the, this was a highly competitive grant. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a lot of other folks in the Valley that went for it. And the only ones who won are, is, uh, Castle mm-hmm. and the Port of Stockton. And we have a great relationship with the Port of Stockton. And in fact, the Port of Stockton, when we got there, we were high-fiving. Yeah. Because we were happy that the two of us got it. Because it's such a close port, and we can work together seamlessly. Yeah. Well, these collaborations, and again, this is just uh, kind of the tip of the iceberg. And as you know, there's been a lot of uh, a lot of hope with Castle, and there still is. And I still affectionately call it Castle. And uh, I'm, I know that it's Castle. What do we call it? A Castle Commerce Center? Uh Castle yeah. Commerce Center. Yeah. yeah, everybody really knows it as Castle. Yeah, Castle Commerce so, Center. Uh, yeah, so we're, we're still calling it Castle. Hey, let me, it, uh, uh, we just have a few minutes left, and I didn't mean to cut you off. We have just a few minutes left, and i got to ask you, there was uh, something that came hey, what up. what about all those buildings? Remember, everybody complained about the ugliness. You, you tore them buildings. all down. They're gone. I know, I know. And I they were hard. my colleagues for voting with me to get that done. I, yeah, and I know those were tough to tear down. Those, they built those things bulletproof, man. They had more rebar. Bombproof. Yeah, they were, yeah. well, I guess literally, you know. Did you see that rebar? You no, know, it was crazy. No, that's a government contract for you there. They, uh, they, it was hard to chip those away. Uh, the city of Merced, and I don't know if you can speak on this or not, uh, they were going to go in with a partnership, the city of Merced, partnership with the county probation on a retail theft prevention grant, about $12 million. And uh, it was going to be um, putting in some cameras and things downtown, identifying some of the hot spots, especially around the auto vehicle lots and, uh, you know, uh, Bob Hart Square, those areas. You've seen the boarded up glass uh, fronts of the storefronts all up and down Main Street. And this is, uh, you know, part of the uh, effort with DART, the Disruptive Area Response Team. So this is, I guess, a... Uh, 200, you know, big pot of money, uh, kind of like this uh, port grant, $300 million uh, available up there at the state. The uh, uh, idea was to go into partnership with the county uh, using uh, probation, you know, as uh, you know, because there's, a, as you know, there's a lot of talk about not criminalizing uh, everybody initially, uh, giving, uh, you know, second, third, fourth chances. 
but at the same time, you have to have some sort of deterrent. Do you have any idea why the county uh, pulled out of that uh, joint participation with the city? Uh, the uh, Calisa Rochester, our probation chief, is outstanding. She's uh, appointed, you know, by the courts, but um, and works for the county. She's she's a neighbor. Full disclosure. <laughs> yeah. Uh, if she had reason to do it, I, I would 100% uh, back her on it. So I, I really don't know. I do remember that uh, coming up, and they're talking about it. I know that um, uh, California Highway Patrol here, even locally, mm-hmm. have a division for that. Anyway, I appreciate you uh, talking about that. Let's move on. County budget uh, projection. Uh, kind of uh, flat to negative as far as revenue coming in because the uh, COVID money's done and are facing any t- 1.138 billion with a B. Yeah, amazing. Record numbers. <laughs> Record numbers over there. And uh, and that's a lot of money and a lot of money going, you know, because there, there's a lot of programs, a lot of expenditures. Yeah. Any, any, yeah. Uh, any tough decisions coming up for the board that you see are related to the budget? Any uh, potential layoffs, uh, shifting of positions, uh, having to maybe float any uh, bond or tax measures coming up? Uh, no, not at all. Um, I, my, one of my colleagues, well, you know, uh, Supervisor Silvera likes to say we're a healthy county, but not wealthy. Right. And um, no, in fact, we've, we've expanded some of our uh, positions. Um, a lot of them are HSA, Human Service Agency, which we get a lot of state mm-hmm. and federal funding for mm-hmm. that aid, for that area. Mm-hmm. But uh, no, our tax revenues are knock on wood. We're very cautious, you know. With you know, we're very cautious with our budget mm-hmm. and uh, knocking on wood. Yes, that's right. <laughs> uh, no, we're 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 doing well. We're we're definitely keep our eye on. I know when Jim Brown was CEO, he and I, you know. Me studying, you know, majoring in economics. Mm-hmm. Uh, he and I both were really scared for a lot of years in the budget, and we were very cautious moving forward. And mm-hmm. and yet that pendulum never did swing back like we thought it was going to. So it's going to swing back, and you know, we've created you know a, a bucket there to help us if the times get hard. Mm-hmm. I always, you know, you know me. I always like to have a little more in that bucket for sure. Well, yeah. But uh, my colleagues voted with me to expand it last year. But uh, no, I, I don't see I don't see it in this year. Um, you know, we're looking. I sit on the on the chairman of Golden State Finance Authority, which is under the RCRC umbrella, mm-hmm. and uh, we see an uptick in home ownership. Uh, we, uh, we're the last couple months we've we're, we're doing well at GSFA. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can say here locally, you know, I, I'm seeing the real estate market. Uh, with an uptick, mm-hmm. you know my 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 good buddy Brian Raymond over there, broker at American Realty, mm-hmm. uh, city councilman. He's uh, he, he's busier. He's and so uh, we're 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 seeing the. I mean, prices are high everywhere on everything, mm-hmm. but we see people with a confidence in buying, and you know, economically, if they're a confidence in buying, you, you got to that that human trait is is good for the community. Well, I know assessed values are up and tax revenues up year over year, so that's good. And we're not going backwards with, uh, like you say, uh, decreased values. Well, you know, it's hard to believe, but we've talked a whole show. And uh, (laughs) if if anybody wants to... uh, I'm awake now. You want to go fishing? Yeah, I know, really. Yeah, I've still got to... Well, I am going over to Granny's. You know, we lost Jean over there a few months ago. Yeah. God rest her soul. Yeah, she was a fixture of Atwater, and uh, that's been one of my little 
treats here on uh, Saturday after the show. I go over and have breakfast with Roger Wood and his lovely wife, Chi Chi, and their family and grandkids. And really do miss Gene. But yeah, I'd uh, love to go fishing someday. I know it's, uh, it is early. We'll go uh, drown some worms sometime. But we've had <laughs> Darren McDaniel, the supervisor for District 3, uh, bringing us all kinds of good news. $49.6 million uh, just for Castle. And um, if people want to get a hold of you, how do they get a hold of you, Darren? Uh, my cell phone is the best way, uh, 209-495-7086. Yep. And email is probably the best, which is Darren, which is Dayron, D-A-R-O-N, <laughs> dot McDaniel, no S, at countyofmerced.com. All right. Well, we uh, really appreciate you coming on these early morning telephone chats. I think the listeners like it. And uh, appreciate you coming in yesterday for Roger Wood. So we'll talk to you later. Yeah, and I appreciate what you do. Thank you. Casey, you're keeping the community informed, and that's good. You're very nice to say that. We'll see you later. You got it. Well, if they freed me from this prison, if that railroad train was mine, I bet I'd move it on a little farther down the line, far from Folsom Prison. That's where I want to stay. And I'd let that all